0: You know, to paraphrase, uh, one you know, when when he asked, "Did we win?" The answer is, yes. You know, Demar, you won. You've won the game of life, uh, and that's probably the most important thing out of this. And we really need to keep him at the center uh, of everything else that's going on, and we really want to ensure a good outcome for him.
1: That was the voice of one of the doctors who has been helping with the treatment and care of Damar Hamlin, responding when they told the anecdotes, when Damar Hamlin was responsive. And of course, I'll give you more of a comprehensive update from Dr. Timothy Pritz here. But Damar Hamlin, when he had an opportunity to write, asked one of the first things he asked of the doctors was...
2: As he wrote it, who won the game? Yeah, because he wasn't—he's not able to speak yet. Correct. He's still
1: intubated. I still has a breathing tube in, and so he wrote and communicated who won the game. And as you heard there, their response was, "You did, Demar. You won the game of life." And uh, we got some very, very encouraging yeah. news earlier today. It was a
2: really extensive press conference that was given today. Uh, at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center by the, the doctors and the medical professionals that were in charge of his care have been in charge of his care.
1: Yeah. And I'll allow, I believe it's Dr. Timothy Pritz to be the one to give you the information. He was sitting alongside another doctor as well. I'm not sure if he's in the cut here, but uh, this is an update from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. As while just mentioned um, earlier today, probably about two hours or so ago when they met with the assembled media.
0: Good afternoon, everybody, Uh, and greetings from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, It's our privilege today to meet with you. Um, And Dr. Knight and I are representing the many, many individuals and teams that have helped care for uh, Mr. Hamlin uh, since the on-field event uh, on Monday night. Uh, We would like to share that there has been substantial improvement in his condition over the past 24 hours. Uh, We had significant concern um, about him after the injury and after the event that happened on the field, uh, but he is making substantial progress. Uh, As of this morning, uh, he is beginning uh, to awaken, uh, and it appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. Uh, We are very uh, proud to report that, very happy for him uh, and for his family and for the Buffalo Bills organization uh, that he is making improvement. Uh, He continues to be critically ill, Uh, and continues to to undergo intensive care uh, in our surgical and trauma ICU. Uh, He's being uh, cared for by uh, ICU uh, neurocritical care teams, trauma surgery, uh, and a cardiology team, as well as our expert nurses uh, and respiratory uh, therapists. Uh, They are attending to him, and he still has uh, significant progress that he needs to make, uh, but this this marks a really uh, good turning point uh, in his ongoing care.
1: So there you go, some excellent news. news. Uh, the key there, of course, quote, substantial improvements yep. in his recovery, which is excellent to hear. No and
2: neurological issues as well, which was a, a, a very important component to all of this.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, that was also very key, as you said, a, a key term that came to light today that all of his, uh, he was, quote, neurologically intact. Yes. So all of that conveyed today at a press conference at the university of Cincinnati medical center in regards to DeMar Hamlin's current status. So he's still got a long way to go, obviously, but this is encouraging news and it is something that they were hoping to see. I know everything I've read and heard over the first 72 hour period is when you like to start to see some significant improvement. And that again is the word we got from the doctors today. So that is very encouraging news. And again, continuing to hope for the best and pray for the best for DeMar Hamlin. So, Glad that we did get that encouraging. News yeah, I,
2: I think, you know, the, the medical professionals at the University of of uh, Cincinnati, well, the medical center, uh, to get it 100% accurate, uh, I think they were waiting for, you know, significant signs of progress or just to define the situation in a number of ways. And they felt comfortable expressing that considerable progress had been made. So
1: And All then good news. when they say neurologically intact, part of that is, Um, Him using his extremities, being able to grip the hands of his loved ones and show meaningful response to questions that he was being asked. So all very good signs that we're getting the reports of, which, of course, now leads us to an opportunity to look at less important things but of yeah. course we're
2: football fans. The, the other thing I would say is is the one question they asked them as well is what was the cause of Hamlin's cardiac yes. arrest and at this point they've said they have no definitive answer as to what did cause Hamlin's cardiac arrest. Yes, and I, they're still looking into
1: yeah. it and going through the process of trying to determine that. So we will I'm sure there'll be more to come
2: on that in the coming days and weeks. But now with the good news, yes. I think everyone feels more comfortable. Having the conversation or a more detailed conversation about, okay, now, on the field, what is the league going to do? And, of course,
1: I don't think this comes as any big surprise, but it doesn't look like there's any real momentum for the Bengals and Bills game to resume.
2: No, I don't believe there's 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 I don't believe there's any chance that that game is going to be played at all.
1: Yeah, based on the time constrictions and the fact that you're entering Week 18 ahead of the play, you know before the playoffs makes it very difficult to squeeze in that game anywhere in the schedule. So Adam Schefter was on First Take earlier today and discussed some of the possible scenarios for the AFC playoffs.
3: Let me present a couple of scenarios that I think are under consideration and discussion, and I think they're a little bit different than a lot of people would have thought. One of them comes compliments of our Matthew Hasseback, And I want to credit him who came up with this idea. And I'm going to read it to you because he texted it to me yesterday. And I know the league has thought about this one. He said, you call the Bengals bills a tie. Mm-hmm. The number one seed gets the choice of home field throughout the playoffs or the buy. The number two seed gets whatever isn't chosen. So either a buy or home field advantage. That would be one scenario that I believe the league has talked about. The other one that I think might be even more viable and more discussed and might be the one that the league enacts before Saturday's game is this. If there is an AFC championship game in the end that involves teams that don't have the same amount of games played, where Monday night's non-result factors into who gets home field advantage, Here's what I think the league would do. I think the league would say, we're not going to have any home field advantage this year. We're going to play the conference championship game on a neutral site.
1: So that was Adam Schefter on first take
3: earlier Interesting.
1: today.
2: Interesting. I think both, there's a lot of, there, I, I mean, they, both ideas inspire a lot of conversation. The one thing – there were other things that were mentioned that I think are, are, are kind of silly. One was is that they're going to add an eighth team yeah, I know to Pro, the playoff scenario.
1: Mike Florio in Pro Football Talk tweeted out the idea that there was discussions about an eighth seed being added, which is really weird, but in essence would take away a buy
2: for the number one seed. I don't see that as the the, the best possible solution. I agree. And, and then there was talk that that would, that would also – then be implemented in the NFC as well. Yeah, like if to you're gonna provide have 18... some sort of equity, I don't see that as being a viable option. That would seem if you want like skeptically looking at that, that would seem
1: almost as if from the just looking at it, the NFL using an awful, awful situation as an opportunity to float a test balloon of an eighth. Well, but we're going to. That, that's the
2: way it would play out
1: yeah. if you if that's what you determined to do.
2: I don't know if we're ultimately going to get to a situation where there is an extra playoff team in each conference anytime soon. That seems I to me that that like would be, of all the things that we've we've heard and read, that seems like the most ridiculous. Yeah, one. and and l- listen, I would think you'd have many skeptics and critics that would suggest that's a money grab yes. by the league that they are taking the. They're they're taking advantage of the situation to create another viable cash register moment. Yes. Um, Look, I I don't know how many. I think ultimately there will be eighteen regular season games. I think that they will uh, they will extend the season. Will they go from thirty two teams to more than thirty two teams eventually? That I'm not one hundred percent sure of. But I don't. You know, that's for another time. I don't know how I feel about the first two things that Adam Schefter talked about. So,
1: before we get to that, let's just lay it out. Because remember, entering Week 17, the Bills were the number one seed in the AFC. They were 12 and three. The Chiefs were 12 and three. But and the, the Bills Bengals, had beaten the Chiefs. The Bengals were 11 and four. And yes, the Bills have beaten the Chiefs. So, by virtue of the head-to-head tiebreaker, the Bills were number one in the AFC, and thus entering this past week's game, they thought they controlled their own fate in, ter- in terms of if they w- if they could secure home field advantage and a buy all they needed to do was win out. Now, in light of the fact that this game is likely not going to be completed, the Bills I are I think we going- could comfortably say this yeah. game won't be played. Yes. So the Bills will only be able to f- play 16 games to the Chiefs 17. The Chiefs won this past weekend and so now the Chiefs are 13 and 3 a half game better than the bills in terms of the conference record and the chiefs have the raiders on saturday thus meaning if the chiefs win on saturday there's no opportunity for the bills to catch the chiefs with for win percentage cuz they will have played one fewer games yes and one less at one at least one, less, one game. less game so that's how that plays out in that scenario so So
2: you could have either you could let's so so you play it out in who the bills bills have the patriots correct going to be an emotional game for the bills absolutely but but they're the better team Mm -hmm. i would i would pick the the buffalo bills to beat the new england patriots i would pick the the new or the kansas city chiefs to beat the the las vegas raiders correct if that takes place, and then if that's the case, the, what the Bengals do is kind of inconsequential because of what their record yeah, is. Yeah, they're eleven and for the four. Bengals to grab the number one seed. The following would have had to happen; they would have had to have beaten the Bills hypothetically on Monday yep. night, and the Kansas City Chiefs would have had to have lost either this past Sunday or this upcoming Sunday. Correct.
1: That's and then know, they, and then the Bengals would have also had to beat the Ravens this Sunday. Correct. Um, but the get the Bengals have already beaten the Chiefs, and they would have already beaten the
2: Bills. So the likely, this is the most likely. If you disagree, please tell me. The most likely outcome after the end of this weekend will be that the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, yes, which then renders what the Bengals do to be somewhat inconsequential. Or do then you have to look inside the AFC North? because of the record of the Ravens and the Bengals and the Bengals having played one... We'll get to that later because that (laughs) doesn't have anything to do with the top seed. Correct. If the Bills beat the Patriots, then what we end up having is the Kansas City Chiefs will have a higher winning percentage than the Buffalo Bills because they will have played one more game than the Bills and they will have won that game. Correct. So, if that is the scenario which I think most people are working off of.
1: Yes. Most I mean, likely. the easy
2: thing for all of this would be Bills win, Chiefs lose, Bengals whatever.
1: Yes, exactly. And then
2: the Bills will have continued to maintain their status as the top seed in the AFC, correct? Yes. That would be, but the most likely thing if you went into the ESPN computers would be Chiefs win, Bills win, whatever with the Bengals. At that point, now what do you do? because the chiefs would then have the number 1 pick, the buffalo bills are the number 1 seed, the buffalo bills would have the second seed. Where's the equity in that? The equitable, you know, is that equitable is the question. So that's where Shefty steps in and says, "Listen, they're contemplating a lot of things. And one of the things is is if that's the way it ends, then the Bengals or excuse me, the Chiefs would then have the number 1 seed." Yep. So at that point What they would ask them to do is pick either the bye or home field advantage throughout. Correct. And if they picked the bye, then the Buffalo Bills would have home field advantage throughout. Which means if the Bills and the Chiefs were to meet in the AFC title game, despite the Chiefs having the number one overall seed, that game would be played in Buffalo. Yes. Precisely. Okay, so that's one scenario. Right? Correct. Or the other scenario is... You
1: give is it then? that you give the, the, the whoever gets number one seed? So theoretically, in this scenario, would be the Chiefs, right? They would have the bye, but the AFC
2: title game would be played at a neutral site. I where that neutral site is? What do you, I mean? Like my brain is is like it's it's struggling to comprehend a ton of this. I think I think what is the most equitable? I guess the way I the would... What, I think the what the your
1: your number one seed. Uh, rare occurrence never could have seen this coming where we can't we have to the number two seed beats you head to head but just hasn't had an opportunity to play out their season unfortunate but yes unfortunate but I think what Schefter presented there at the start guess what Chiefs you get the choice do you want the buy or do you want to have to play an extra game but you can have home field advantage throughout and I'm curious what would you choose if you had the choice if you're the Chiefs would you want to play an extra game? Now, keep in mind, too, that extra game is going to be against the seven seed. You know, so you're talking... Which is usually right now, like
2: last year when they added an extra playoff team. Those were layups, You're looking right? at the Patriots,
1: Dolphins, or Steelers will be the seven seed. One of those teams.
2: I think you play fewer games because you expose... You take expose the bye. Your, you, Yes, you take the bye because you expose your important players to less risk of injury. Well, and you just and you decide that you can, you know, you can travel if you have to. Yes. And the only way you're not playing is at at home is if the Chiefs actually get through to the AFC title exactly. game. Exactly. Like I think that's the key
1: there is if if an upset happens for whatever the opposi- you know, the opposition, the Bills in this case, you don't even have to worry about it. You'd still be playing at home. So you could have the benefit of a bye and still have home field advantage theoretically, you know, if the Bengals beat the Bills right you know which i think is certainly i
2: mean so the, equi- the is it equitable for the so you're the chiefs who end up with the the top winning percentage which gives you the number 1 seed but now you have to choose between one or the other you get through the afc playoffs you get to the afc final and despite being the number 1 seed you're now on the road in buffalo but partially but the, you played part and only, you had an easier
1: path to and get part get there. of the only reason you actually got but the number 1 but you didn't do seed. anything wrong you didn't do anything wrong, but let's be honest. I think this is you having. If you're the Chiefs and you have to go on the road after being the quote number one seed, part of it, you lost the head to head tiebreaker to the Bills anyway. The only reason you got the number one seed, theoretically, and under this scenario that we laid out, is because the Bills, Bills didn't have the yeah. opportunity to play a game against the Bengals to
2: complete that. I think, to me, this is a much better option than neutral site. Yeah, AFC. well, I mean I don't really mind that as much as the concept that was floated early in the day that you may add an extra team. That was an a, eighth team. I I think you know, and again, I don't know that the league was seriously considering that. I think what you want to do is you want to affect the least number of people and teams as humanly possible and what what approach does that? Which approach causes less the least amount of change? The least amount of change. Well, I mean or you could go back to, like, like, like you and I were dis- discussing upstairs. Mm-hmm. Look, horribly un- unfortunate, okay? Don't know where the equity is here, but whether it's equitable or not. But with all things said, if the Kansas City Chiefs win, they have the highest winning percentage in the AFC, they would have home field. Like, if, if that is a path they could take as well. What's inter- another interesting? And, and and you don't give them the option of there is no choice. You're just yes. You're the number one seed. The Bills are the number two seed, and and the playoffs start a week from Sunday. Harsh, hard line. I,
1: I honestly think I like the idea of giving the number one seed a choice here. That way, because in particular, because the Bills are the one who are going to be probably most adversely affected by not being able to complete the game and oh also they are dealing with the tragic events that unfolded that they had to watch on Monday night and again good news update regarding DeMar Hamlin but still as a team this has been horribly disruptive and they're still trying to we know what their goal just like any other team that begins the season is to win the Lombardi trophy and so it's been horribly disruptive right as the most important time of the season rolls around so for them to also be the hardest hits in terms of, like, if you want, like, punitive damage because of the game not being able to be played out, I think that is unfortunate for them. So I would, I like the idea of forcing, if the Chiefs get the one seed, forcing them to pick a buy or home field advantage. And I think you're right. I think they
2: probably would select the buy. I would. If yeah. it was up to me, I'm taking a, the, the, the the path of least resistance. Yes. If I got to go on the road in the AFC title game for the chance to go to the Super Bowl, so, so be it. it for one game right instead of having to win three i only got to win two right yes, isn't that yeah. what it is yes two? absolutely
1: yeah. and and by the way like even though we consider it a layup you still have to win an extra game right just to get there and crazy things happen sometimes right so yeah i think it would
2: be a layup to so take that was Dubai. a matt that was a matt hasselbeck boston matt college hasselbeck. kid yeah. that was, i wonder if he was the first person to bring this you know to the the public's attention to to the or idea. if it was something that the league was also considering I don't I, I the way Shafty laid it out Hasselbeck was the first one who who he heard you know he gave him credit for the I, it, idea it does seem to be and again like all of this is happening so there's so many things swirling it does seem to be the 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 most fair way to address what was an unforeseeable and a horrible situation. Now, the other aspect, too,
1: of not completing the Bills-Bengals game is that the Bengals will only be able to play 16 games. They right now are 11-4. and four. Right. The Ravens are 10-6. and six. The Ravens beat the Bengals the first time they played this year. This game, had yes. the Bengals lost to the Bills, would have set up for uh, as the... Winner wins the AFC, AFC North, North game. Sunday against the Ravens. Correct. And the difference is, in all likelihood... The difference between the three and the six seed, which is those two teams will play each other, which means that's a home field advantage in that game. So what we're looking at now is a likely scenario where this game will be meaningless because the Ravens, even even with a win, will not be able to catch the Bengals. So it's
2: unfair to the Ravens. it It is unfair to the Ravens as well. Well, take care of your business. Well, that's if I you're mean, the Bengals, take they, care they, of your business. Absolutely, that's that's the truth of it. Sorry. Listen, some things in life aren't fair. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to make them as fair as humanly possible. But but the odd- some days you're the windshield, other days you're the bug. I guess is the the most callous way to
1: say it. The oddity too, though, is that with them playing this weekend, but now it'll be a meaningless game. There's no real incentive for the Bengals to play any of their key players. Just rest them, get them ready to go because you're going to be playing the Ravens in all likelihood the very
2: next week because they can't move up. So listen, there is some trickle down effect to what is transpiring here. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, listen, you know, unfortunate circumstances, you're just going to again, I think what you have to do is find a path, the path of not least resistance, but the path of that that creates the least amount of change or impact. So how do you come up with a solution or a remedy or a decision that has the, the, the least amount of impact on the fewest number of teams? I think is the best way to approach this. And adding an eighth team into the postseason is not that for me.
1: Now, if you want to get... We, we gave you all the scenarios in the event that the Bills win against the Patriots. If the Bills lose and the Bengals win, then the Bengals would jump to the two seed. If they beat the Baltimore Ravens, if they beat the Ravens, and the Bills lose to the Patriots by virtue of, I think, strength of victory in the conference or of, of like common opponents. Because
2: it would go <laughs> Are down. we missing anything here, Kendra? Are you are you thoroughly? thoroughly I oh, no, no. because the we're better. And i have staring at each other right now, and I think both of our my eyes have gone in the back of the my head. as ben, I, I try to haven't done contemplate any sort everything. of math
1: since high school.
4: That's so. the better
1: question. Are you are you too thoroughly confused by what we have just laid out? Have we in have we Given you any clarity at all to no, what we've tried no. to lay out.
4: No, I, I personally like the the situation where you the, the one seed picks, because like this is a, a force majeure type of situation here yes. where you could have never predicted this to be a part of the, the playoff equation. This is going to be a complete one off situation. You God forbid hope this never happens again and you never have to deal with something like this. It's a one off situation, everybody just deal with it. Yes. I think
2: that it's a mature way to handle it. And this is, it. and I think they're trying to be as fair as possible with this. But I, I do like the I like the concept. I was kind of confused. I had myself kind of spinning in a yeah. circle and not really understanding it. But when you kind of look through it, um, and Shefty's might... on talking with, with with Field Yates right now about how the AFC Championship game could be played at a neutral site. That would be if the Bills and Chiefs Chiefs meet.
1: Yes. Or, I, again, the Bengals
2: could theoretically be in the mix, too. Because if you're the two seed, you're going to have home field advantage until the AFC title game. Yes. So if correct. the one seed, the only difference is, is you're going to have to play three games instead of two, two games the, mm-hmm. to get to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, like, yeah, this is, this is an unforeseen situation, and you, you're going to have to find the, the best path out of it. Gotta there's love. no there's no perfect answer. Gotta love the good old NFL floating out. The, what do you think? Maybe throw an eighth team into the playoffs. Yeah, no, that, you can't do that. If, if they finish above 500, they're in the playoffs. Listen, 18, just, 18 games is coming sooner rather oh, than later. Oh, no and I'm not an advocate of that oh, in no any doubts. way, shape, or form. I agree with I you. I think 17 is too yes. many. 16 was perfect. I mean, just sit on your couch and watch. I get it. More football, more better. I get all of that. From a player's perspective... It's too much. I have You coined the phrase, more football, more better. I think over,
1: Sylvie over, coined that. Okay, but yeah, it was on the Waddle and Sylvie show over yeah. a decade ago. And I have always found it to be a great philosophy on life. I think, though, we may have... As a, as a, as a viewer, not as a participant. W- yes. I think we've hit a saturation point, yes. too. As a viewer, starting, yeah. you know, AFC uh, wildcard weekend starts 3 o'clock on Saturday. Roll now that we've got the Monday night game rolls right on through Monday.
2: That's a lot of football. And L- listen, I'm That's not going to bitch and moan about it. I get yelled at last week about not being on board with a seventh playoff team. You know how I feel about it. Yes. I'll still be on my couch enjoying it. I'm going to to love the football that I I I do believe that you've got too many teams in the postseason to begin with. But I'm not going to rail against the the machine here. I would, so, Yeah, the way the NFL currently the
1: sets machine. up the NFL playoffs for their wild card weekend. I do believe it's about 18 hours of football. Because you in, were thrilled in by a, that 60-hour that,
2: that period. Yeah, you were thrilled with that Eagles-Bucks game last year, weren't you? Wasn't no, it? no, it
1: was even worse. It was the Rams and Cardinals. Right. And to con- conclude it. Remember that? No, I know. I'm just saying. Tyler Murray in the end zone, throwing the ball at Aaron Donald's feet good times awful uh 3123323776 wow
2: you know my head is really bad right now i'm sorry i get no, a headache fault. right we're before done Waddle's thinking world. for today yeah, uh, we're not thinking for think, today no I don't more. come to work every day to think so i'm going to give you some crazy stories next. let's do that next
3: this Is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets over. Bears legend.
2: Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL.
0: He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle.
3: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you're here? As we go inside Waddle's
2: World. Well, who knows what's on my mind? My mind melted. Going through that whole procedure of trying to decide what the NFL could and should and All will. and Different permutations yeah. of what could happen. Exactly. By the way, Waddles World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Windtrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit WindTrust.com slash find member FDIC. I promise there will be no more thinking for the remainder of the program. Uh, the good news of the day is, is they've gotten really good news out of Cincinnati uh, on the uh, situation with Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin. Looks like there's tremendous progress being made. Uh, press conference by the uh, doctors taking care of him at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center today. I think you have the update. Yeah, they called it, uh, quote, substantial improvement in his recovery
1: from cardiac arrest after collapsing on the field on Monday night, of course. Uh, Dr. Timothy Pritz and Dr. Knight, William Knight, both met with the media, as you mentioned earlier, today. Now, they said Hamlin is still considered critically ill, but there's been significant progress, and um, his neurological condition appears to be intact.
2: I think they go from critical to stable when he can start to breathe on his own, and they take the breathing tube out. And there are certain criteria mm-hmm. that allow them to change his it- status. And one of the most encouraging anecdotes
1: we got from the doctors today was when Hamlin awoke and he was communicating via writing, he asked the question, who won the game? And their response was, the answer is yes, Tamar, you won. You won the game of life. So a very great story that they were able to relay. And and the other point was that they said, um, the great thing is, too, that shows that not only the lights are on, but he's home. That's a direct quote from the doctors in regards to his neurological function. It's great news.
2: Uh, and it's, I don't know that it's an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but I told you yesterday, and there was a lot of guys, a lot of the beat reporters up at Hallis Hall that cover the Bears, and that's kind of a fraternity, and they welcomed one of their fraternity brothers back to the, to the beat yesterday, and Hub Arkish got back to work. It was great to see Hub. Um, Hub went through... I, again, I, I, I'm. I don't know that there was a true apples to apples situation with his condition, but he got through a ton and fought his way back and was back at work uh, yesterday. And um, just very happy to see Hub back doing what he loves to do and being part of the group that uh, covers that football team. So uh, that was good news yesterday as well. Some other football uh, stuff for you. Um, Devonte Adams has spoken. I know that this has been kind of a discussion for us. The Bears have a lot of flexibility with what they can do. We discussed, you know, if there's a wide receiver out there, a difference-making wide receiver who's not happy with his current situation or a team needs to move on from them for financial reasons, the Bears could be there to swoop in and make a deal. We saw that with A.J. Brown. We saw that with Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has happened more frequently. Well, Devontae Adams was a name that we were all talking about considering that Derek Carr was not only not in the lineup on Sunday against the 49ers, he removed himself from the building and away from the team. And there is a, a lot of speculation that the Raiders will move on from him. Yes. I
1: believe he's owed 40 million next year. Correct. Now they will, they have ways to get out of it and they can also trade him to, and you know, take some, take some of that cap depending on how they want to play it, but they can release him too. And that be yes. on the hook for too much money. So, they, their key was they wanted him not to, in, not to injure himself in
2: the game because they, I
1: think they've come to the conclusion that so they're, going to they're move moving on the from Derek Carr.
2: With that as a backdrop, uh, Devontae Adams said yesterday he wants to return to the Raiders next season despite the apparent impending departure of his good friend Derek Carr and an underwhelming season by the team. Quote, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have been here or ended up here originally probably if Derek wasn't here. Adam said in his weekly media conference. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I won't be here in the event that he's not here. That's my boy. Obviously, I've got his back through anything. I think I've made that more than clear at this point. I support him, and I support everything that he has moving forward as well. But my dream was to play for this team before he was a Raider. And at this point, I want to try to make this thing work and continue on doing what I'm doing here myself, get better, and see the team grow get better as well he also mentioned that he would like to be kept in the loop with regard to what they're going to do at the quarterback position and by no means am i guaranteeing that this closes the door on the availability of Devonte adams mm-hmm. I still will allow all of you bears fans to dream yes but at least there's a little insight he has spoken about what s- he's feeling now about his future in las vegas
1: but i would say if we were having that dream This news that you're giving us is kind of like nudging us to wake up. Because this definitely seems like he will be back playing for the Raiders in all likelihood next year. And it makes sense. It was probably definitely a pipe dream to think that you could come in, maybe coax them to trade him away. Because they just traded for him last offseason. And they signed him to a big money deal. Yeah, But like you said,
2: give us Uh, a chance to dream. College football, Sam Hartman, who was an outstanding quarterback for Wake Forest uh 5 seasons at Wake Forest a uh, just a trem- tremendous player ACC career leader in touchdown passes with 110 of those in 5 seasons at Wake Forest yep uh second in ACC history in passing yards only behind Philip Rivers formerly of NC State that sounds like a full career tom that sounds like a full career oh no uh he has transferred to uh Notre Dame announced his decision on social media today will spend his final year of college el- eligibility in South Bend, how can you have any more eligibility? Like I can't, I can't follow Dude, all these this kids stuff are that's be, going on I'll any longer. Their
4: parents' insurance and playing
2: college football—it's unbelievable. COVID year like this Captain is his sixth year. year. No injury, but he played five seasons, hasn't he? Uh, five seasons.
4: He was he was playing at Wake Forest when I was in school. How I remember do you that?
2: get a six and, and, when, and I when when Tyler was, Tyler was like a school, junior, senior. I thought you had five seasons to play four, not six years, seven years to play six. Covid
1: year, you get that extra I'm year. Of eligibility. Still the math
2: again. The, the, I told you there'd be no thinking, <laughs> but the you, math. You're to us. This is
1: math. The math isn't working, is it? <laughs> covid year, you get that extra year because of covid. That's the only way it works.
2: But he's had an. Ex- he's got five years under r- his belt. Red
1: shirt. One was a red shirt, right? But he
2: played. You forego your COVID red shirt done. years. That's you play. That's where the COVID
1: years comes in. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Five seasons. I can't wait till uh, college football. We are in the area era of NIL, uh, name, image, I likeness. I? Name, oh, no, NIL. no, no, name, image, likeness. And now quarterbacks are no. They they landed their quarterback. Their new quarterback too, right? Uh, Illinois, didn't they? I, guess so. uh, I don't know. I know did they, got, I, I, they, got,
2: they right? got pasted by Northwestern last night on the hardwood, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, they
4: did. <laughs> oh, man. They should have made Brad Underwood walk home after Ooh. last
2: night. Oh, he was He was. I heard, I, Hoodie saw, he talking. was I heard Hoodie and Cap talking about it this morning. Uh, I guess Northwestern's got themselves a bit of a ball club this year. They haven't played anyone like
4: why they, are you why I'm, why I'm just saying like right. they
2: haven't played anybody is it because Chris Collins is No
4: I like Duke, Chris I love John Sharp by the way they got killed last night too they? Duke they lost by 24 to uh NC State so you don't
2: like Northwestern's team this year No they're just I heard them but, saying that this is oh, definitely I think Jonathan said that they they're a tournament team this year tournament caliber they might team.
4: be just because the I think the Cats. the uh, bottom of the sports kind of down but um yeah, they've got a good defense. Like I think they've got a top ten defense, but they can't score on anybody. They lost. They've lost some weird games this year too. But when they lose, they lose bad. The uh, not uh, weird, not
2: a dumb win. Like you, you sent me a text last night about yeah, the yeah dumb right? win for the Bulls last
1: night. Well, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a chance to explain yeah. that later. Uh, Brett Bielema landed Luke Altmeyer, the uh, University of Mississippi quarterback who transferred. He was eighth in the transfer portal, ranked eighth in the transfer portal amongst QBs. He will be. The line is QB1 Taking over year. for
2: Tommy DeVito. Matt mm-hmm. Dan, Boy, coach coach, looked big on the sidelines in <laughs> that <tonight>, bowl game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wish him well. He's a great guy. but <laughs> He's, He is well. He just got just his saying. quarterback, Luke Altmaier. How about this? Is anybody here, like, we're about to go into the postseason in the NFL, and I'm jacked. But when the NFL ends, do you know what starts? When the NFL ends...
1: Are you gonna talk are you gonna tell me about some rogue f- uh, spring football league that I don't know about? You know about it, the XFL. Okay. Yeah, is that still happening? The Vipers
2: and Renegades of kick course. off the XFL's twenty twenty-three season, February eighteenth. I never
1: miss a Vipers renegade.
2: The games at Choctaw Stadium in Arlington, Texas gonna be televised by ABC. Opening weekend will include three more games on February eighteenth and nineteenth. The XFL has split its eight teams into two divisions. The championship game is scheduled for May, 9th, uh, May 13th. Look, I am the world's biggest football fan. Yeah. And I, I wish all of these guys the- well that are participating because hopefully this will serve as kind of like a minor league for the NFL. And these guys will, some of the players will go and excel and find an opportunity in yes. the NFL. I think it's a great opportunity for them mm-hmm. as a consumer.
1: Yes. Not so much.
2: No. You? The NFL
1: is considering letting the Vipers in as the eighth seed for the playoffs. It's
2: not funny. They're considering it. It's not funny. You know how I feel about the dilution of the playoffs. I know you're on board with Sylvie. Oh, more teams, no, more no, no better. No. I, I,
1: I, I think they messed up a perfect thing. I didn't like I the did seventh. too. The seventh seed, I, don't, I still don't love. Well, I, that's the point. Yes, yeah, I, I mean, prefer
2: one and two seeds getting a bye, yeah.
1: but it is what
2: it is. Are you going to watch XFL football? No. no, That's no. the Rock's league, right? Isn't it the Rock? Dwayne yeah. Johnson's <laughs> yes, league? Yes, it is. Yes, I can't it is.
4: keep track of, like, is the USFL still a thing? Is the XFL still a thing? Like, what, what kind With of the USFL, is...
2: they all played this, all their games in the same stadium, right? You know what they did? They were all housed in yeah. the same area. Yeah, and like Alabama. Yeah. Wasn't it like Alabama yeah, or something like that? Yeah, it
4: was
1: not yeah, Alabama. I think Birmingham. Yeah. <sighs> um, I don't know about you, but, like, for my family... Sanity, the life the family life, sanity. You need sanity. to get away from football, like football for a while. Like, me too. Like my wife gives yeah. me until the Super Bowl. I, she's very gracious in terms of like not not complaining too often, especially in December when games start to slide into Saturday. You know, like for college football, I'll watch college football when I'm home, but I I rarely make it a point to like forego doing things because of college football. Because, but on Sunday. My wife knows that no NFL. Uh, we're probably not doing anything as a family on Sundays. It's just the,
2: the truth I, of the I matter. I don't know how you guys do it, to be honest. It's been so long since I did it. I'm a useless lard ass Saturday and Sunday during the football season. I am a, a 100% yes. admitted. If you need me to do something, you're out of luck. You, you <laughs> because better. I sit in my room, my you, television no, viewing it's... room, and I watch. Fo- no, but I've, I've done my time. I helped raise <laughs> four kids. <laughs> Those the, kids are now love, almost this thirty. This sentence is over. Twenty-seven, my third daughter. Happy birthday, Leah. She's happy twenty-five. Happy birthday, today. Leah. Happy twenty-fifth. And then my youngest is nineteen. Yes. Like I've done my You've time. Done your I time. got paroled with regard to having to time served. Be on the clock on Saturdays and Sundays. And my wife, God bless her. She doesn't even like. She's like it's. She knows it's a football yeah. weekend. It's September through.
1: February, yeah. but I, that's why i do not even
2: embarking on that. I and think she's me. actually referred to me as a useless turd on mm-hmm. Saturdays and Sundays. More Sundays than Saturdays. See, I try on Saturday. I, I free up yeah. a
1: little bit. I'm not as invested in the college game, but that's why but I can't. But I don't have soccer games to go to anymore. Yeah, exactly. I
2: can't. XFL, no. I can't commit to that. All right. I just can't. All right. When we come back, I have a horrible story about somebody who did something to make money. Isn't that normally how they do that? And uh, now watching porn in uh, Louisiana, there is a new uh, regulation. So you may want to stay here as a citizen of Chicago. Okay. Well, we're going to cross Louisiana off the list of places to move to. (laughs) We'll get to that next.
3: ESPN 1000 Chicago's home for sports You're listening to Waddle & Sylvie Watch us and join the chat Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app
2: Alright, before I get to some of the nonsense uh, Jim Harbaugh has released a statement Was this via Instagram or was this I think just Twitter Twitter. Yeah. Dang it, I just dropped all my stuff Anyway, Jim says, I am aware of the rumors and speculation over the past few days. College and NFL teams have great interest in all our personnel, from players to coaches to staff. And I truly believe that is a testament to the strength of our University of Michigan football program. As I stated in December, while no one knows what the future holds, I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. I have spoken with President Santa Ono and athletic director ward Manuel, and appreciate their support of me and our program our mission as wolverines continues and we are preparing for the 2023 season with great passion and enthusiasm as our legendary coach bo schembechler said those who stay will be champions jim harbaugh i go back to the statement as i stated in december while no one knows what the future holds mm-hmm. i expect that i will be enthusiastically coaching michigan in 2023 doors ajar. I expect that teams will enthusiastically pursue him in the NFL, or at least a couple will. Yes. And it was reported a couple of days ago that the Carolina Panthers have already had a quote-unquote discussion. Yes,
1: they have. And they have obviously had time to get their ducks in a row because they parted ways with Matt Rule very early in the season. He was the first coach yeah. fired this year. So the fact that they have Already showed some interest with Hartbaugh. Yeah. Leads me to believe that there's a very strong likelihood that if that's a place where he's willing to go, yep. I think the Panthers seem like a team that would be willing, li- very likely to have him.
2: I wish him the best. I told you earlier my feelings were hurt uh, earlier in December. I think the first end of the first week of December, I sent Jim and I's text, heartfelt mm-hmm. text. Congratulating him on a tremendous regular season and wishing him the best in the postseason. And, I mean, as and I also wished him happy holidays. And usually, Jim sends me a text right back mm-hmm. and says, "Hey, buddy, thanks so much. The best to you and your family, because he and I are on good terms." You, yes, ghosted me this usually. Ghosted so me. he's not, ghosted he's me. not
1: peppering you with texts the way he did balls when you were Footballs. his receiver. Yes, football.
2: No, I did not get a response text, which is unusual. Maybe he changed his number, but I wanted to reach out and tell him, you know, great work this year. Congratulations. New phone. And best of luck in the uh, college playoffs. New phone. Who dis? Pretty, pretty much.
4: Yeah. Too busy
1: sleeping in a recruit's
4: backyard to reply to wobble. You
2: watch yourself, buddy. Do you
1: know he—I don't know if you know this, Tyler. He did an interview— On a on a recruiting trip, remember that with Waddle and Sylvie? Yes, yes. He did an interview
2: with us. He was actually in in the the recruits' house from the tent, no, wherever it was, maybe up in the tree, the the tree house. And at some point, he goes. Here is the the best part: was it's not like
1: if you've ever heard Jim Harbaugh do an interview with his former teammate Tom Waddle. It is an interesting experience because Jim has a, a a cadence. When it comes to delivering things, that can be difficult to know when to jump in. Would you agree with that? Totally. So sometimes in the middle of thought, Waddle or Sylvie will go to ask a question, but the Jim will continue with the thought, Yes. which will extend the interview to be sometimes longer. Yeah. He's a very interesting guy to speak to, no question. And so during this particular interview, as Waddle and Sylvie were looking for their moments when to jump in and not talk talk over Jim Harbaugh, at one point... About 20 plus
2: minutes into the interview, Jim said, Are we almost done here? No, he says, Are you guys done? Are you guys done with this? He you goes, guys, you guys, Are we done here? Great. This so he did great. like the reverse coward on you guys. He, yeah. he called you guys the yeah, cluster and got like, out of there. Yeah, he was like, You know, I, I got to finish this recruiting visit. I think, I, yes. I'm sure the the, the uh, probably somewhere the, in the, the system. Yeah, it's in the system over with there the, with a the large Are pop. we done here, guys? Are we done? <laughs> are we done? We, we had him at Chicago Cut for a yeah. special event. He was great. He was throwing out the first pitch at Wrigley that I day. He was in, in khakis. his khakis, yes, and and he had football cleats on because he he called Wrigley to ask which shoes he should wear that would give him the best traction because he wanted to make sure that he didn't All slip
1: right. on the mound. I've completely derailed this. I need the new regulations for the Louis, Louisiana. Oh, okay, porn if you're in watch.
2: Louisiana, the porn industry, which has been around a while, and in today's digital age, uh, business is booming, as I'm sure you're aware of. Uh, Lori Schlegel. Isn't seeing her patients who struggle with sex addiction. She's at the Louisiana State Capitol. She's a state representative from Metairie uh, and passed a bill earlier this year requiring age verification for any website that contains 33.3% or more pornographic material. Pornography is destroying our children and they're getting unlimited access to it on the Internet. And so if the pornography companies aren't going to be responsible, I thought we needed to go ahead and hold them responsible. So, just know. Um, oh, boy. According to Schlegel, websites would verify someone's age in collaboration with LA Wallet. So, if you plan on using these sites in the future in Louisiana, you may want to download the app. Just was giving you public service. I don't know how much time you spend in Louisiana, <laughs> but. The other story was about. I'll give you the article. Mm-hmm. Author allegedly faked suicide to promote a romance novel. Like, you suck fake to Not suicide you. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's wanted to be a bestseller just googling on that's the google machine dis- and you'll, you'll i think you'll come away with the same you know disgust as i came away okay still hurt by jim sounds like a plan i'll do still that Still hurt by jim
1: up next we will jump into the bears and figure out what we can learn from last sunday if anything at all we'll check in with dan durkin and find out his nerd notes right here on waddle and sylvie